Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is 108 on a rainy Saturday at CCO. Tech Talk is underway. Doug Swinhart in studio. Here's the phone numbers 651 989 9226. 651 989 9226. You can text 81807. That's 81807. And on this rainy day, a lot of folks will be around their computer, and hopefully they give us a call. By the way, uh, phone lines are open. We invite you to call and text right now, and there's a much better chance we'll be able to get you on the air because we always run out of time and aren't able to get everyone on. Doug, how you been? Absolutely wonderful, Steve, except for the cold weather, but we hope that'll clear up in the next day or so. Yeah, hopefully uh, we turn the corner finally. It was so good a week ago. Um, here's what I'm saying. At least it's not snow. There you go. Yeah. We're not out shoveling. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Because, you know, 10, 15 degrees cooler, and we probably would be shoveling quite a bit. Uh, By the way, uh, the ransomware attack that impacted computers, businesses, organizations all over the world. Uh, It it looks like things are starting to quiet down a little bit, but, but there's still some things we can learn from all of this. Oh, absolutely. Um, I was reading an article today, and apparently two days ago, a guy came up with a tentative fix, but it has some caveats. This isn't just a program you run and it decrypts your files. If you happen to run into ransomware, you must keep your computer running, disconnected from the Internet or your local area network, so you do not infect any other devices. And if you can keep it running... You download this file, unzap it, it reads the encryption key in the memory. I haven't had a chance to test it yet. Uh, People are saying it works for XP, it works for Windows 7, and they believe it will work for Windows Vista as well. But just the fact that there's some semblance of a fix, however, that does not account for if it doesn't work. There's no guarantees to this. And you and I get back to the, well, you should have had all your data copied someplace else. And that's an absolute must. Uh, And I don't really agree with the automatic syncing of every file. If you've got some type of solution where you're syncing the files instantly, you're going to actually infect the files as that ransomware takes over your computer. So it's good to keep them separate. Google Drive is a wonderful solution. An external hard drive is a better solution. A CD, DVD written that is closed is probably the best solution. Uh, Pictures, documents, music, spreadsheets, tax forms, anything that's data is what this thing goes after. So, And those are all things that you should have at least two copies of anyway. But we're getting there. Yeah, and, and clean copies separate from your computer. Even if it's an external hard drive that uh, you throw in a safe or it's a DVD that you take to work and store there or you, you store it at a neighbor's, what, whatever you decide to do. But having clean copies outside of your computer 
is the key. Absolutely. And, and the good news is, is the fast response by all of the malware and antivirus community. Uh, Norton, Symantec, McAfee, Windows Defender, Windows Microsoft Security Essentials, Malwarebytes, they all already have the protection in place. Two days after it was released. That's phenomenal. Hats off to the entire community for at least getting on it. And the last I heard was the only money paid that they can keep track of was about $87,000. Seems to me an awful lot of risk for less than hundred grand. And they're still tracking the people. I haven't heard if they're getting close, but if they can track the amount of money, I have to believe they can now track the Bitcoin accounts as well. All right. It's still a shot across the bow. And once exactly. again, clean copies and have your system up to date. Many of these computers that were impacted were XP computers. Exactly. And we've known about XP and the sunset of XP and the fact that it's not been supported. That's that's but that's not new. Uh, that's true. And and in fact, some of the Windows 7 machines and the Vista computers that were infected actually carried same security files that were suspect in HP or XP, excuse me. So yeah, it's um it's been big. Thankfully, Macs haven't been affected and Linux computers and Unix machines haven't been affected. Thankfully, but there's plenty of blame to go around. Can't just blame Microsoft for everything, but I'm really glad to see that the that the antivirus and malware community how fast they were to come out with the fixes and the prevention. So the preventions are in place. Yeah, and it's important for companies, organizations, individuals to look at their data like their financial accounts. Oh, absolutely. And and making sure that they're protecting their data like they protect and should protect their money. You can't stress that enough. That's absolutely, absolutely correct. Um, and, and apparently, from what I'm reading, a lot of small businesses were affected by this. You know, we hear about the the healthcare system in the UK, and yeah. and we heard that that FX got nipped a little bit, and UPS got nipped a little bit. Uh, but what we don't hear about is all of the small businesses that might get hit that don't have millions and millions of dollars for an IT infrastructure. See, and this is where it really hurts, I think, our total economy. That's where it's going to be very, very painful. Yeah, I know uh, FedEx uh, had a bump in the road. You brought them up. Uh, there were a lot of companies around the world that had problems. But uh, once again, good, clean copies, and we remind folks about that all the time. But this is a great example of why it is so important. By the way, our phone number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Text 81807. That's 81807. Doug's in studio for the entire hour. Jonathan Lowe is our studio coordinator. We have 43 degrees, rain, fog, and mist. It's a miserable day. Twins were rained out. We still haven't heard about the Saints tonight. They're at home against Gary at CHS Field. But we have no word on that game. It's scheduled to start at 7 o'clock tonight. All right, let's go to the phone. Steve in Apple Valley. Steve, you're on the air. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have a IBM ThinkPad Lenovo. And it's uh, carrying a Windows, uh, Windows XP, and I want to tr- uh, try and 
transfer that into Windows 10. Is that a painstakingly and uh, expensive process? What do you guys think? And I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, you, you know, if you purchase Windows 10, it's very likely that you may have some driver issues. I'm going to highly suggest that you go to linuxmint.com and download what's called a .iso file. And on your particular computer, I would suggest that you download the version of Linux Mint that's XFCE. You can put this on a USB or a DVD drive, boot to the USB or the DVD, and take it for a test drive. You can download and install. Once you have that, that test drive media, you can actually install Linux and possibly even install it next to your data. I think that's a much better solution. If you decide to go with Windows 10, if I'm not mistaken, Windows 10 will actually cost you a little over 100 bucks, 119 to 139 dollars. And keep in mind, Microsoft.com has a tool that you can check your machine to see if everything on your machine is compatible. Even with that, there's no guarantees. I think you're much, much better off taking a look at Linux. And if you have problems with that or want to give me a call next week, I'd be more than happy to help you with that process. And thank you for the call. Yeah, a computer that's old enough to have XP. That should be converted to Linux. Yeah, it would be a borderline thing to begin with. Absolutely. And there are so many. And what is it, RAM? Is it uh, a lot of things? Combination. Mostly if you're considering 10 versus uh, Linux Mint or Linux Lite, it's mostly drivers. Uh, Windows 10 does a really good job of plug and play, but I don't think they go back to the legacy drivers on everything, and that's what's harmful. All right, quick break. We have Ron and Dave waiting on the phone lines. We'll go there. By the way, text, a great way to go for all of our programs here on CCO, 81807-81807. Tech Talk continues in a moment. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 121 on a Saturday at CCO Tech Talk. Each and every Saturday between 1 and 2. Good to have Doug in studio today and good to have calls lined up. We have some lines open. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Text 81807. That's 81807. And we will go to our text line momentarily. But first, to the phone lines. Ron, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, guys. Happy Saturday and happy November. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, FYI, just to let the person who's responsible for this, the bumper music on your show is really cool. It's good. Every Saturday. Oh, that's Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan. He does good, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a man. DJ Jonathan. Um, Okay, Doug, here's what's going on. When I'm at home, I listen to CCO and other radio stations via apps on my iPhone. And I have it. I listen to it through my wireless uh, service through the Xfinity modem. This has been happy, started happening about four or five months ago where, and this happens frequently now, where the program just stops playing. As a matter of fact, it happened before you guys went on the air. After playing with this problem for a few weeks when it first started, I come to find that once I go into my settings, and by the way, the, the, the little wireless icon is still on there, but the, the program went dead. So I go in, turn off my Wi-Fi, and then the LTE signal comes on so then i turn my wi-fi back on and then the program starts playing again 
So what's going on? How can I remedy this? It's very I, I, I'm I'm going to tell you to make absolutely certain to your Xfinity router that you're not connected to the public broadcast. Your Xfinity router has actually two modes when you're in Wi-Fi. You've got your private mode, which is going to actually require you set it up with a with a network security key. And every Xfinity subscriber, as we're cruising around town, will connect to the public mode. And sometimes, and I I do think that that the iPhone seem to be more susceptible to this than the Android. Check to see, make absolutely certain that you're you're truly connected with the Wi-Fi. If that doesn't do it, I'm going to tell you to give Apple a call because Xfinity has been rock solid, stable for the last two to three years with their Wi-Fi and their internet. I I, I would be more suspect that you've got too many apps running on your phone, something's interfering with it, and you're it's just becoming overloaded. But that would be um. Possibly a factory restore on your phone. But check your Wi-Fi settings first and then go from there. And thank you for the call. All right, let's go to Dave in St. Paul. Dave, you're on the air. Yeah, I love the show. You guys do a great service. Thanks, Dave. What can we help you with? Relate a quick experience. I woke up this morning, looked at the email. There was one from the bank. Said we've had multiple login attempts. We want to make sure things are secure. Log in here, give us your information, blah, blah, blah. I started to do that. And That's I got bad. Up, they wanted all kinds of things. That's bad. my license plate number, and I mentioned it to my wife, and she said, wait a minute. Are you sure this is from the bank? That's a phishing email, absolutely. So I stopped the thing, and I called TCF, and they said, no, you know, we didn't send it. So now I've got it marked as spam. And I don't consider myself a fool. Uh, my son oh, heavens no. These these people are highly, highly skilled at, at extracting this information. I, I don't think anybody should feel foolish in this man. I can almost guarantee that it had a TCF logo, but this is absolutely a phishing email. You will never get your bank sending you an email or any security website that I'm aware of that will send you an email and ask you to type in personal information. They just do not do that anymore. Anytime you see that, you have to assume that it's a phishing thing and call your bank, find out at this particular point, depending upon the information that you relayed, if you sent anything, you may want to actually get hold of your bank and change passwords and possibly even account numbers. Thank you so much for the call. That's a great heads up for, for the listeners. And it goes back to a reminder we do all the time on the program. If you're not sure, particularly when it comes to an email and email attachments, if you're not darn sure, be very wary of all those email attachments. Now, on occasion, I'll get an email. For instance, John Fokius, uh, the voice of the links, he sends me an email each and every week of an interview that he's done during the week that we play on Sundays at 510. Sure. Well, I know it's from John, yep. and I recognize the attachment. But I get attachments and emails all the time, and if I'm not sure, I delete them. I get rid of them. Absolutely. And, see, and, and, the, and the big thing here, too, is when in doubt, don't. But, again, 
These people are absolute professionals at extracting information and extracting dollars. Yeah. Nobody should ever feel foolish. No, no. But it, they can they can take a snapshot of the logo and create a new email with the logo and the font and the typeset. I, that this is can happen to anybody. When they start asking you for login information or to verify your security questions or to open up this attachment to help you attach to the bank or whatever security financial site that it is, that stop, stop right now. Get a hold of that financial institution and ask them. This man did a wonderful thing when he decided to call TCF, and they set him straight immediately. Yeah, and uh, another friendly reminder, if you get a phone call from Dell or oh. HP or Microsoft, run. Outrageous! I, in fact, yeah. I had uh, two computers in last week from from a nice, nice people, and over a course of two and a half years, these fine people supporting a laptop and a desktop had these folks up to eight hundred dollars, and was trying to clip them oh. for another five, and that's when they called me, and we put a stop to it. Apparently, the last time they got in, they actually even had their banking information to the point where they could actually have access to all their bank accounts. And I sent them to the bank and they closed out those accounts and reopened new ones. So yeah, these people are just remember, this is what they do for a living. They're very good at what they do. They're very good at what they do. Just be a little bit skeptical, a little bit cautious as if if they're, if they're legit, They'll give you their phone number. They'll give you their address. They will give you their employee number, and they will give you a direct link so you can call Microsoft or Dell or HP and contact them through a switchboard. Yeah, banks, credit cards. Take a time out before you do anything. Email. Give them a call. They put the number on the bag here, credit card. Absolutely. Or the bag of your debit card. Uh, take advantage of that, or log into your bank account. Get a number there. Call them. And and find out and go that route. Far more is secure. Some sort of email that may not be. Just can't legitimate. gamble on this stuff. Just yep. can't gamble on it. All right, quick break. We have more calls and we'll get into the text line as well. It's Tech Talk on a Saturday at CCO. Tech Talk on a Saturday, one thirty-five. Doug Swinhart in studio. My name is Steve Thompson. Jonathan Lowe is our studio coordinator. Sloan Martin in our newsroom today. We'll talk sports including a preview of the Preakness Stakes following the news and weather at 2. Jeff Madej joins us from Canterbury Park. Uh, let's go to the text line real quick, and then we'll jump <coughs> onto the phone lines again. We've got uh, Will and Mark hanging on the phone lines, and we promise we'll get right back there in a moment. Um, there, there's one uh, text I wanted to get to. Do you still recommend using Avast on a computer? You know, I, I don't recommend it anymore. Uh, Avast has kind of gotten a little bit hefty with um, with uh, their what they're taking for resources, and and they're pushing for dollars as well. If you're looking for a, a free antivirus for Windows Seven and earlier, I'm going to recommend Bitdefender, B I T D E F E N D E R, and you can just go to a Google search page, type in Bitdefender space Major Geeks, go right straight to a site that. We'll take you to three different mirrors, click a mirror, and install it, and rock and roll. Avast is um, 
Not doing bad. It's just I, I, I like them lean and I like them clean. Windows 10, just stay with Windows Defender. Windows 8, stay with Windows Defender. All right. Uh, here, here's a related text. I installed Advanced System Care 10 this week, but since I'm having trouble with Google Chrome, what could be going on there? Yeah, a, a part of the um, changes in Advanced System Care that I don't care for is how it's locking up browser start pages. And if you happen to have something that has changed your start page, your home page, and or your search engines, if you go to change that, it's continuously talking back and forth to advanced system care. This is one of the big reasons I actually stopped promoting advanced system care. If you've got the free version, I would say remove it and download and install CCleaner. C-C-L-E-A-N-E-R, and there's a free version. And I, I actually will say after you've had it for five or six months and you see how good the program is, go ahead and buy it. Let's keep Paraform in business for many years to come. All right, uh, another text. Uh, I want to back up my hard drive on a schedule. Do you like Windows backup or do you prefer another program? If you're using a scheduler, I'm thinking probably a Cronus is the best that you can do. Uh, there's many things that you can do to back up your computer. While you do this, just make sure that you're being conservative and you're taking data only. Don't bother to do a whole system backup. because Once you get an update, it's kind of kind of a moot thing anyway. So, yeah, just get your data. Select specific folders. Your downloads folder might be one. Your pictures for absolute certain. Your documents for certain. Your music for certain. Videos for certain. But if you cover that, a backup isn't going to take long. And and if you're going to automate it, I probably would suggest a Cronus. From our text line at 81807, is anyone selling email addresses? I'm getting weird email advertisements. Let me say, uh, everyone's selling your email address. And that's why spam filters are so good. And I found this, and and Doug, you may find this too and talk to your clients about it. But uh, sometimes, like on a rainy day, you go through your email or your inbox just take a little time and mark it as spam. Yeah. You know, and you mark that as spam. Those spam filters are pretty effective, and it, they, they take a little work, a little maintenance from time to time, particularly if you have an old email address like my Yahoo account. I've had that for years. Yeah, and yeah. It this, needs work. This is this is one area where where Google and Gmail really shine. They probably do a better job of filtering spam and filtering email than anybody else on the planet. Now, with that said, from time to time, I actually have to go to my junk folder, my spam folder in Gmail, and mark it as not junk. Sometimes a domain will be blacklisted, and people who have that domain may still have a valid email. So it's it's an issue no matter what you do. There are pluses and minuses to being able to whitelist and blacklist specific email addresses. That, I think, was one strength that Yahoo truly did have. And I thought that that was a great thing where they promoted that you actually keep an eye on that. If you're using Thunderbird for a a local email client software, that also has a learning email, a learning junk folder. It's uh, it's really quite unique. You might want to check that out as well. But yeah, today is a perfect day to start going through your email. Yeah. If you're sitting at home and you're you got a cute little laptop or a Chromebook, you could be watching TV and 
be going through your email at the same time. We all multitask today. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and uh, it, it's just one of those that takes a little work. I'm, yep. I'm not ready to give up that old Yahoo account. Oh, I don't think you should. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. And talking about how your email gets dispersed throughout the Internet, this nonsense of marketing data, in my opinion, is so out of control. Everybody is selling everybody else the same data. They're gathering marketing telemetry and data and this and that. And uh, I, I often wonder how our, well our Internet would run if just for 48 hours they stopped all the background marketing that nobody knows about. I think your Internet speed, performance, and stability would be mind-boggling. Just my opinion. There's a lot more of it going on than anybody realizes, and it really is. It's gotten to the point where they're all selling each other the same information. It's goofy. Yeah. 142 here at CCO. Let's go to the phone lines. We've had some folks waiting for a while. Uh, we'll run them down. Will, Brooklyn Park, you're on the air. Hello, gentlemen. I Hi. appreciate uh, the time to talk. First time caller. Well, you're welcome. What's up? I have a Lenovo, an old Lenovo 550. It's got XP on it. I've had it for years. I've uh-huh. kept XP up to date. It's only got three gig of RAM. I am know that I need to do something with it soon. And I heard the caller, uh, the first caller, with regards to uh, using Linux. Yeah, I, I'm. You have an absolute perfect machine for Linux Lite. Uh, L i n u x l i t e o s. And you can take a look at some screenshots on there. Um, Depending upon your processor, you may want to use the 32-bit, but probably the 64-bit. And again, you can download an ISO, create a bootable CD or DVD, boot to that CD, DVD, and it'll run slower coming off a DVD than it does your hard drive. But you can take it for a test drive, connect to the Internet, experience Linux a little bit before you take the plunge. And if you have trouble with that, you give me a call next week. I love resurrecting these old equipment. I love this stuff. And you got a great computer. These old Lenovo's are dynamite machines. I And three gigs of RAM, Linux will fly on that computer. Yeah, but the bottom line with Windows XP, and we, we learned about this in the ransomware attack, uh, the idea that uh, someone is still using an XP machine and out there on the Internet uh, potentially doing banking or credit card stuff or buying stuff on Amazon or Target.com, it's not a good idea. Extremely vulnerable. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, every time you turn a, an XP computer on, you should just think to yourself, okay, this this is just like me wandering around out in the, in the rain with a 25-foot pole Hoping I don't get struck by lightning. Yeah. I, I I mean it's it's likely you won't, but why take the chance? And, and it isn't like you have to spend big money. If you have more time than dollars, do the research and learn how to upgrade your machine to Linux by yourself. If you're willing to read, you can achieve this. It's not that tough. And again, if you have trouble, give me a call. I'll help you. It, I really believe that this old equipment should be resurrected and run right into the ground. You'll be amazed at how well some of these old machines will run. But it's not a good idea to be using XP and be on the Internet right now. We can't say it enough, Steve. We really can't. Uh, At this particular point, 
it's it's absolutely foolish to continue to think that you can get by with this. I understand businesses that have XP and it's a big expense to convert. At the same time, if you have to have specific software inside of a small business and you're on a local area network, keep those computers off the internet. Don't be going to Facebook and don't be fluttering around and certainly don't be logging into your bank or your credit card or anything secure. With Linux, you will not require any antivirus or any anti-malware. It's 99% of the entire Internet backbone is built on Unix and Linux. The first reason for that is security. The second reason for that is, is robust behavior and low maintenance. And you now can have that on an older desktop. It's really foolish to continue to hang on to, to XP. It just doesn't make any sense. Let's try to get to uh, another call before we break, and we'll we'll try and squeeze in as many calls and texts between now and the end of the program. Let's go to Mark. Mark, you're on the air. Hi, thanks a lot. I really like your show. I also get your podcasts. Cool. Um, Say, so I've got a, a six-year-old, uh, another uh, Lenovo ThinkPad, and a Lenovo Dock. Mm-hmm. And um, when I start up with the uh, computer docked, it won't recognize. Uh, the USB ports or the USB peripherals. I've tried changing the USB settings in the BIOS and just about everything else. I've gone back to defaults, and I'm I'm just stuck here, so I hope you have some ideas. Yeah, you know, here's the thing with the docking stations. This is actually a lot more common than what I think people realize. They just seem to get to a point to where you got to start up the computer and then dock it, and sometimes that doesn't even work. I would suggest that whatever you're using that docking station for, you push that docking station away and we come up with another solution. And we can do that generally. If you're connecting a keyboard or a monitor or especially network and especially USBs, you can get a USB hub. There's many, many facets to that you can time. It's time to ditch the dock. That's really the simplest solution. And thank you for the call. All right, quick break. We'll go to Dave and Bruce and the text line before we say goodbye. By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email, and we'll repeat it a couple of times at the end of the program. Of course, don't forget all the news and weather coming up at 2. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It is Tech Talk. Doug in the studio for a few more minutes. And, of course, the show comes your way Saturdays between 1 and 2. One of these weeks, we should experiment with a 90-minute show. You want to? Yeah, one of the, we, we should do it. God, let's do it. Yeah. Coming up one of these weeks, we're going to expand to 90 minutes because we just aren't able to get everybody on the air with all the phone calls and texts. Let's go to the phone lines again real quick. Dave, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Dave. I wanted wanted to update my map on my Garmin GPS. Okay. I stupidly let someone access my computer via GoToAssist. I thought the person worked for Garmin, but later I found out that I went to a website that wasn't Garmin's. Um, it, it sure looked like it, but it wasn't. He tried to convince me after we were on, uh, after it was on my machine a while, that I needed to buy a combination of McAfee plus Norton plus AVG. Oh my! He just, load, he just loaded you up. Oh, I, I didn't let him do it. 
Good. Um, I want you to contact me first thing next week. We're going to connect up your computer. We're going to get this cleaned up. I have a personal vendetta against these fraudulent criminals. That's all. That I, I have no yeah. nothing else to say about them. I, criminals. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I. I. <laughs> we'll get you cleaned up in a hurry, and we'll make absolutely certain that you're getting the right image from Garmin, and that you're connecting to your device. Not to worry. I'm on it. All right. Sounds good, Dave. We'll have uh, Doug's email and phone number at the end of the program. Let's go to Bruce next. Bruce, you're on the air. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Hey, Bruce. Say, uh, hey, Doug, I got a quick question. I was trying to copy a folder up to Google Drive. Uh, I was going to try and copy my Thunderbird profile folder. And uh, what what's the best way to do that? I yeah, that's that that's not so good. I I think you're trying to take the whole Thunderbird folder and kick it up, and Google is going to see that with EXE files and DLLs. What you want to do is go into Thunderbird and do an export to a CSV file, and then if you've got Gmail, you can actually take that CSV file and you can import your contacts. And you can actually have your all of your calendar come up. And your emails should be coordinated. And if you have problems tying your Gmail together underneath your Thunderbird, give me a jingle next week and I'll walk you through that. Once you see how it all coordinates, it's a it's a pretty slick integration. But yeah, you don't want to be you don't be throwing that whole folder up there. Google won't accept it. Yeah, and that's one of the mistakes when we, we talk about backup, backup, backup have backups, only your data, and that's what you're talking about with the CSV file, create a database of those contacts. You don't want all the other stuff. You don't need all the other stuff. That's correct. You know, one thing I got to say, though, is Bruce has gotten to himself to a point to where he has opened up Windows Explorer, and he's looking at Drive C, and he's drilled down through program files, x86, found Thunderbird. Which is good. Yes, But now he just needs to expand his knowledge just a little bit more to understand the difference between program files and data files and then learn a little bit about export and import. Hour, hour and a half maybe, we'll have him standing tall with this stuff. Yeah, good good news. Uh, Time is tight. Let's bring in Mike real quick. Mike, you're on the air. Hey, how are you doing today? Good, thank you. I'm just wondering, is this, maybe this is a dumb question, is there a way to clean up an iPad that's running a little slower? Yeah, you know, the only thing that I can tell you about an iPad is when they become over-inundated with data, and a lot of people will be saving that data on the desktop. And if I'm not mistaken, the program cleanmymac.com also works with iMac, I believe. But there are there are just hundreds and hundreds of people on the on the iPad and Mac forums and and go ahead and issue this question and sort through and find somebody that's experienced this. You're probably gonna get all kinds of advice. But right off the top of my head, I would have you go to cleanmymac.com and make absolutely certain that you are coordinating the correct operating system with the version of Clean My Mac. This is one of the nicest little programs to optimize a Mac that I've ever found. And be it an iPad 
or or an iMac. It's all Mac. All right, we, we've got about a minute real quick. I have a Linux computer. Do you recommend having Bitdefender or some type of other security on my machine? No. You don't um, need it? No. If if you're worried about viruses, you can use Clam AV to scan, but you don't, you're not going to have anything running in memory. All right. Yeah, Linux is a whole different security setup, and it's just uh, not, not recommended. All right, very good. Uh, We are out of time. You'll be back next week. Absolutely. All right, Tech Talk Saturday is between 1 and 2. Doug Swinhart in studio. Uh, Doug, phone number and email. Thank you, 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com, WCCOTECH.com, 651-552-9543. All right, stay dry, stay warm. Hey, thanks. See you next week, Steve. All right, there he is, Doug Swinhart, Tech Talk, in studio, Saturdays between 1 and 2 o'clock. We apologize for all those calls and texts that didn't get on the air today. We'll we'll try to get you on next week. Nice. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.